0: Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And we're in this series about receiving our healing through the atonement of Christ. And today we're going to look at the picture of Jesus as our Passover lamb. And how, again, it's another proof that healing is in the atonement. Jesus died as our Passover lamb for the forgiveness of our sins, but also for the healing of our bodies. And to understand the importance of the Passover and and the Passover lamb, let's look at the history of Israel. You see, before the law on Mount Sinai, and all the sacrifices of the law were instituted, there was a more fundamental sacrifice, which was the basis, the foundation, for constituting Israel as the redeemed people of God. And that was the Passover, the Passover lamb. Now the law was never designed to save Israel, to make them God's people, because they were already saved through the blood of the Passover lamb. And when they received the lamb, they came under his blood, they came under his spirit, the presence of God covered them, they were delivered from judgment, we'll see that in the story, and they had the presence of God with them, they were redeemed, they were God's people through the blood of the Passover lamb. So the law was added after that to regulate their life as the people of God. And, and that would determine how they followed the law, determined how much they lived in the blessing of God or not. But it didn't make them his people, they were already his people through the blood of the Passover lamb. So in terms of looking at types or pictures of salvation, one of the best places to go is to look at the Passover lamb. The sacrifice of Jesus that that makes us his people. Now, it was the first of the feasts. The Passover was memorialized and they keep the Passover every year. And so its truth is enshrined in the observance of the Passover. It's the first feast. It's the foundational feast, you might say. So it's the best place to look, to see about what it tells us about Jesus and what he did on the cross for us in making us his people. Again, what a wonderful picture. They were slaves in the kingdom of Egypt under Pharaoh, just as we were slaves to sin and Satan in the kingdom of darkness. But God provided a salvation, a redemption by grace, and by blood, the blood of the Lamb, and by power, the power of his Spirit set them free. They didn't do any works to deserve it. All they had to do is receive or eat, if you like, the the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. And they had to apply its blood to the doors of their houses. And then they received that salvation. As they ate, you see, they received in themselves the strength and the health they needed for the journey. We're going to see that. And then the blood protected them from the destroyer. And God's presence then covered them, protected them from the destroyer. And God's presence took them out of slavery in Egypt and into a new life as God's people, part of his kingdom. And so God's power broke the power of Egypt at the Red Sea. And so, in the same way, we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And by God's spirit within we receive strength and health for the new journey that we have now through life. We've been delivered from the dominion of darkness and now we're in the kingdom of light. We're under his authority, under his power. We're his people. We belong to him. What a great picture of salvation. And I want to see those two aspects. There was the blood of the lamb purchased their deliverance from judgment. But also they ate the lamb and they received strength and healing in themselves. So already we have the hint that as well as forgiveness, as well as forgiveness for their sin by the blood of the lamb, there was also provision for the health and strength for their journey through life, through eating of the Passover lamb. So the Passover lamb contained healing as well as forgiveness for them. And so if that's true in the type, how much more is it pictured? true about Christ our Passover lamb the fulfillment in fact 1 Corinthians 5 7 says that that Christ our Passover lamb is sacrificed for us John the Baptist said behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and so Isaiah 53 which is the key passage that we've seen proclaims healing is in the atonement is all about Jesus as the lamb of God um, for instance, it it starts in Isaiah fifty two fourteen. His face was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. That's the literal translation. He will sprinkle many nations with his blood. And it says, Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace, our healing, was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we've turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb. To the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. And so Jesus fulfilled the picture of the Passover Lamb when he died on the cross. And this is one of the greatest pictures of the atonement of Christ. So the question for us is, is there healing made available to God's people through the Passover Lamb? Let's look at the story. It's in Exodus chapter 12. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Your lamb should be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or goats, keep it till the fourteenth day of the same month, then the whole assembly of the congregation shall kill it at twilight. That means between the evenings, between three and six o'clock in the evening. So to qualify as the lamb it had to be a young male, it had to be without blemish. As the Bible says, you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and uh, gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, ordained before the foundation of the world and manifest in these last times for you. That lamb was set aside on the 10th, four days before it was sacrificed on the 14th. And in the same way, Christ was set aside from from the foundation of the world to be sacrificed four days later, that is 4,000 years later. He fulfilled the picture. The family God attached to the lamb, it was the family of pet for those four days. And so they experienced the horror of that lamb being killed. And this revealed God's heart that he, God suffered when he saw his beloved son die. This is the horror of sin. That innocent blood had to be shed. That shows how terrible sin is. It's not a light thing. It cost God everything and Christ himself was anointed for burial four days before he was sacrificed and in that time his perfection was tested he was questioned he rode into Jerusalem on that tenth day as God's lamb, and then four days later he was offered up as the perfect Passover lamb. It's interesting another law of the Passover lamb is that not one of his legs was to be broken not one of his bones was to be broken And that was fulfilled with Christ because although they were about to break his bones to end the crucifixion, they found he was already dead so they didn't break his bones. He fulfilled the picture of the Passover lamb. They then killed the lamb and then they had to apply the blood. It says, They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Verse 22 says, You will take a bunch of hyssop Dip it in the blood in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that's in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house till morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And so it wasn't enough that the blood was on the inside. It had to be applied where it could be seen for it to deliver us from judgment and destruction. And they took the blood with the hyssop and they applied it and it would have formed the shape of a cross, as they applied it to the door. It was to be put on the door, and we must apply the blood of Jesus likewise to the doors of our life, because the destroyer tries to come in through through the door. It wasn't put on the threshold where it would be trampled upon, because we must count the blood of Jesus as most precious. We must put the blood over our lives. We must apply the blood of Jesus not with hyssop, but with our tongues. We apply the blood of Jesus. That means we believe it and we speak it. And we are trusting under the blood of Jesus for our protection. That's part of the picture of the Passover lamb. The lamb, is his blood is shed for us, but we must partake of that lamb in two ways. We eat the lamb, we'll talk about that, but we also apply the blood of the lamb to our lives. And that releases protection for us let's see what it says in verse 11 it is the Lord's Passover for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt man and beast and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment I am the Lord the blood shall be a sign on your houses and when I see the blood I will pass over you Notice, that's different from passing through. This is a different word. He passes over the Israelites. And the plague will not be upon you to destroy you when I smite Egypt. So here's a picture of the plague, of the curse, of judgment coming through, destroying what is there to be destroyed. And there's only one way to be protected from that judgment, and that is the blood being applied. And when he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Verse 23 says, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door. And not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. So here you see the curse, the destroyer, the sickness, the death that's coming through. But he says, if you apply the blood, then that will release God to to pass over and not allow that destroyer to come into your life. And he says that you shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt. He, what does this Passover mean? And I want to show you there's a different meaning to the normal understanding of this. It's illustrated nicely in Isaiah 31 Which says, as birds flying, so will the Lord defend Jerusalem and deliver it. Passing over, he will preserve it. And here, God's passing over means that he covers, like a bird might cover its young with its wings. It says, in the same way, God will cover you, covers them with his wings and protects them. So... What it's saying here is that it's like passing over is like hovering over, spreading your wings over. That's what it actually means. So it, what happens is that when they applied the blood, when they trusted in the blood of the Passover lamb, God's presence then hovered over, passed over. God's presence covered them as a bird, bird's wings will cover its young, young. And so the presence of God, The blood of Jesus released the presence of God to cover and protect the Israelites in their homes so that the destroyer could not enter in. That's actually what was happening there. Egypt's sin opened the door to the destroyer. But when God saw the blood it says he will pass over, he will hover over you and he will not allow the destroyer into your house. So when we put the blood over the door of our life God covers us by his presence and Satan cannot enter. Red paint wouldn't do the job Good list of good deeds nailed to the door won't do the job of protecting us from the enemy only the blood of Jesus. We put our faith in the blood and God's presence is then released to protect us from the destroyer from that sickness and so on. And... um, It's interesting that we we must trust in the blood of the Passover lamb for our protection from the destroyer. And sickness is part of the destroyer's work. Psalm 84.11, I love this. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. He's a sun. He radiates life and health. But he's also a shield. He also protects us. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. In other words, we can dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. We can trust under the shadow of his wings. How do we do that? By pleading the blood of Jesus. By believing in the Passover lamb. And by speaking that by your blood, Lord, I am under your protection. I am. You are my healer. By the blood of Jesus... I am forgiven. By the blood of Jesus I'm cleansed. By the blood of Jesus I'm healed. Put your faith in the blood of Jesus and apply it to your life. Declare it over your life. Praise God. And then the presence of God will hover over you and protect you from the destroyer. In Exodus 12 it says pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families. Kill the Passover lamb. So notice in all the houses in Egypt, there was someone who died. Either it was the firstborn, or, when, or it was the lamb. In other words, sin means there must be a death. The question is, will you accept the lamb of God as your substitute to die in your place? Jesus died in your place, thank God. And so if you don't accept Jesus, you will have to suffer that death yourself. There is no escaping the fact that there must be a death because of sin. But if you accept the Lamb of God in your house, in your heart, and his blood is shed, and you accept that blood, then he will die in your place. The Lamb had to be slain to save them. A living Lamb wouldn't save them. And it's only through Christ's death as the Passover Lamb that we are redeemed from sin. We must trust in the blood of the Passover lamb so we've talked about the blood but also they had to eat the lamb verse 8 it says then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it and Jesus talked about himself as the fulfillment of that because actually when he fed the 5,000 that was a picture of him the bread of life being offered up to God, being broken and being given to us. And he says, I'm the bread of life, and if you eat of me, you'll have eternal life. And he was speaking about his death. And to have life, we must eat of his bread. And then he, and this actually happened as the Passover was near. And Jesus actually then said, the the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. They struggle with that and he says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in me. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. My flesh is food indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. And so he's talking about himself, his flesh. As the Passover lamb, he will die for us. And of course this is speaking spiritually. But the Israelites ate the flesh of the Passover lamb. But notice, it wasn't eaten raw. It was roasted with fire. And on the cross, Jesus was roasted in the fire of God's judgment. And when we partake of Jesus by faith, we are eating of of his life, of that Passover lamb. This is when we eat communion. That represents the fact that we are feeding by faith on what Jesus has done for us on the cross. He is the Passover lamb who experienced death and judgment and gives himself to us that we might eat and we might live. In other words, we must, this eating of the lamb represents us receiving him as the lamb of God, crucified and judged for our sin, and now risen again so that now we can eat of his life by faith. And so they ate of the Passover lamb, but this is what I want to really emphasize to you, is that when they ate of the Passover lamb, they received healing. Healing is in the Passover lamb. When they ate, they were all healed. This is possibly the biggest miracle service of all history. When they ate that Passover lamb, they were all healed. Now just imagine, two million slaves, they were cruelly dealt with. They must have been full of sicknesses, full of people who were lame and crippled and weak and unable to make the journey. And now we find, in, in fact the Psalm 105 tells us, that God brought them forth with silver and gold. We know that, they got that from the Egyptians. And there was not one feeble in their tribes. Now that was a great miracle. Not one feeble person, not one person unable to make the journey in all those two million people. How did they get that healing? How, where did they get that strength from? When they ate the Passover lamb, that healing came into their bodies and they were, received the strength for the journey. And so the Passover lamb, as well as the blood of the Passover lamb, causing us to be under the protection of God and delivered from the judgment of God, but also when we eat, when we receive the work of Christ on the cross, dying as our Passover lamb, we can receive healing for our bodies, strength for the journey of life. If healing was provided in the picture, how much more must healing be provided in the fulfillment. Therefore healing is in the atonement. There's an interesting story in 2 Chronicles 30 that confirms that this continued to happen in Israel's history, that there was healing through the Passover. It says a multitude of the people from different tribes had not done the Passover properly. They hadn't cleansed themselves and, yet, and they ate the Passover contrary to what was written. So they didn't follow all the regulations properly for the Passover. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord provide atonement for everyone who prepares his heart to seek God, the Lord God of his fathers, though he's not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And Hezekiah didn't want them to miss out on the blessings of the Passover. And it says, The Lord listened to Hezekiah and healed the people. So notice... These people did not receive the expected healing because they hadn't quite done it right. But when Hezekiah prayed to say, look, Lord, could you overlook it this time, that they haven't followed all the rules properly, God agreed and he healed the people. So there was healing in the Passover lamb that was released. And then they, it says they had great rejoicing as a result. And so what God did for Israel in the type God did for all men in the fulfillment of the type through the sacrificial death of Christ, our Passover lamb. The blood of the lamb protects them from the curse, protects them from judgment, it provides forgiveness in other words, and applying the blood is a picture of trusting ourselves under the blood of Christ for our forgiveness from our deliverance from judgment. Whereas the body of the Passover lamb provided health and strength. And eating the Passover lamb is a picture of us receiving our healing and our strength from God by faith for the journey of life. If God did that for Israel, will he not do that for us? It's interesting, communion is similar in that way. (coughs) And it says that those who don't receive communion properly, they don't honour Communion properly, uh, they don't, uh, he says, they don't, they don't, they fail to receive their healing, and some die young as a result, it says, because they did not discern the body. They did not discern the healing that was available through that picture. And so when you take communion, you see in that body the Passover lamb with that healing power made available and as you eat you receive healing from the Passover lamb into your body but if you don't discern that you don't receive that healing and you die before you need to die well there's a wonderful picture that I of the blood and the oil and I can just allude to it it's in Le- Leviticus chapter 8 and also in Leviticus chapter 14 but there's a picture that when First they applied the blood to somebody and then they applied the oil to anoint a person. And what does that mean? First you apply the blood, the blood cleanses, but then the oil represents the Holy Spirit that comes upon. So the principle is wherever you apply the blood, that's where the oil is applied. The oil is the presence of God. So when you plead the blood over your body, that releases the presence of God over your body. When they applied the blood to the doorpost, that released the presence of God to hover over the door and protect them. Wherever you plead the blood, you release the oil of the Holy Spirit over that same area, you see. And so God hovers over that area and protects you over that area. So the presence of God, the oil of the Holy Spirit, is connected to the blood And so the Passover lamb again tells us that we can apply the blood of Jesus to our lives by speaking the blood, and then the presence of God covers our life. So healing is in the Passover lamb. If we eat of the lamb and trust under his blood, not only do we receive strength in ourselves through eating the lamb, but also We can let the Lord be our shield, our protection. When we plead the blood of Jesus over our life, over our body, over our health, that releases the presence of the Holy Spirit to protect us from the sickness, from the destroyer that is out there. So in both those pictures of the blood and the body of the Lamb, there is healing available to us through the Passover Lamb. If it was true in the type, how much more is it true? in the antitype, Jesus. There is healing in the atonement of Jesus. This is one of my favorite series on the miracles of Jesus, the feeding of the 5,000, the walking on the water, Lazarus' resurrection, the touch of faith and many others overcoming paralysis. Every miracle of Jesus has a tremendous meaning and significance that applies to our life. And also the Gospel of John is, gives the great signs of Jesus. And when we know the signs, that is a showing us what God wants to do in our life. So one of the greatest presentations of Jesus is through the Gospel of John. And this will help bring the Gospel of John to life like never before. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, 0X37QH.